Hello, welcome to Wasting Time Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm here with Nick. Hello, Nick. You jumped straight in there. I know. You weren't expecting that. No. Normally, listen, normally, listeners, we sit here and we're like, go on, who's going first? Who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And I just I just went straight in there. No messing yeah, around today. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it. Because, you know, I'm not around as much as I used to be. So <laughs> you're, you're, you're leading the show in, in a way these days. So That's, that's true. Uh, that's true. It's all yeah. good, though. Um, yeah, we've been away for a little while. Um, I did a couple of couple of solo shows with some throwback bands, which which was uh, which was a lot of fun. But uh, it's good to be back. What's what's happening, Nick? Anything anything you want to discuss while we're on <laughs> this intro? <laughs> nothing, nothing too exciting, mate. Yeah, just still doing dealing with fatherhood. We were just talking yeah. before um, uh, before we start recording about one of Chris's friends who. Um, he's going to a gig with this week and he's got a 10 year old now and he's 10 years later he's actually getting back into music again and wants to go and heard about the men's zingers and wants to get into them um, and it yeah it kind of it, it rang true a little bit that's like fucking hell like just there's so little time like yeah in the day. yeah like, the spare time you do have it's like you just want to spend it with your child you know yeah of course so do um, yeah I mean obviously as I was telling you as I was telling you about my friend Jamie that you mentioned there, shout out to Jamie, who I'm going to see the men's singers with tomorrow night. Um, yeah, I was thinking, obviously, this is what you'll be going through now as a new father. Um, do, do, do you try and make a, an effort to, to to find music when you can? Or is it, as you say, is it nigh on impossible? I mean, it comes from you, really. Like, if you send right. me a link, I'll listen to it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like the, like the, it's almost like, I don't even listen to podcasts much these days, which is terrible. I know by being in the podcast business, <laughs> but it's like even TV shows. I'm, I'm, I mean, Lucy's better than me like yeah. watching TV because you know she has time with the baby and stuff. But it's like it's almost. I almost don't want to start something. I'm not going to be able to finish. Do you know what I mean? I hate like yeah, that makes sense. Not like watching half of a show and then I like struggle to pick it back up again. You know? Yeah. Um, podcasts are kind of the same as well it's like um and my commute's not very long these days as well and my commute's only 10 minutes to work so it's kind of like the times i do have yeah there's there's not really the opportunity to just go go explore that much so yeah very much rely on you chris so um i'm sure that will not last forever no, for sure, yeah. for sure, and it's nice to get out and see some gigs as well, like when I can. I think that that will be that will be where I'll take advantage of. Yeah, you know, still staying a little bit connected to you know. Yeah, to music. of course, of course. We did make it to Sam Fenderitz and James Park at the weekend, which was. Uh, oh yes, how was that? Which, which was, um, yeah, it was awesome. The sound was terrible, being one of these big football stadiums, but. Yeah, I mean, did that? That didn't ruin the experience, though. I mean, the atmosphere was was just incredible. Yeah, just you know, even just around town, like everyone in Newcastle shirts, and um, <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was just crazy. Obviously, he he is such a local hero, isn't he? He is. Yeah, and the atmosphere in the ground was just just nuts. So um, it was just good to see him do his thing, really. Very cool. Have you seen him? So, listeners, I can't remember. I feel like we must have talked about this before. Um, but Sam Fender lives in a very close vicinity to to Nick, 
he's like two or three roads down from you um do yeah. you, are you sit are you seeing him around quite a lot still yeah yeah fair bit i actually saw his um guitar player and keyboard player two days after the gig oh yes um, this week a place where i drink is like yes. they have a little storage lock up and had a chat with them and yeah they're still pretty like grounded and stuff which is just pretty cool although the wife says the wife says i'm not allowed not allowed to like um not allowed to uh like bother him too much because <laughs> the, ru- the rumor is he's getting a bit bit fed up and thinking about moving out of town so oh so you don't want to yeah do that yeah. push him over the edge yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna tug at your coat again to say, you know, get him on the I, podcast. Try and befriend him, get them on the yeah. podcast, but I don't yeah. know, maybe that's not the way it happens. You never know, I'll never say never. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not doing that much these days. Like, I know he's struggled with his mental health a little bit, so he kind of really? dialed down on the, on the like touring. So I think he's doing a few festivals. Yeah. Um, like Transmit and Glass. I don't know if he's doing Glastonbury this year. My friends Alvana are doing Glastonbury I saw the other day though. They are, they are, okay. and they just smashed it at download last week as well. Well, they pretty much seem to just do pretty much every festival on the yeah, uh, yeah. in the summer. Really, like that's their that's their thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. They'll be Going pleased from strength to strength. Yeah, they'll be pleased they didn't do Slam Dunk this year though. From what from what I've seen, by yeah. So speaking of Slam Dunk, you're I mean, so neither of us went to it, but you, your brother went to the northern one, didn't he? Yeah. What did he say? What did he say about that? Well, I mean, he said it was just it was just a nightmare getting it. like, I mean, everything you've yeah. seen from a from like the comments. I think it was yeah. pretty much. I mean, the the crazy thing is, it was almost sounded like it was a carbon copy that like the issues that existed mm-hmm. like were were the same across both both venues. Like, not enough food vendors, so you're yeah. having this queue for like forty five minutes just to get something to eat. Same for the bar. Yeah. Yep. Same for the toilets. So you spent like your festival time in just a queue to get it, eat, drink, yeah. and piss. Like that, you would just you would just miss like loads of stuff that you yeah. could, could have been seeing on stage. Yeah, um, and I, getting, I, I getting into the the festival as well was issues. There was issues with that, I believe. Yeah, some tents were like overpacked. I heard. Right, just that just sounds like they oversold it. Well, yeah, all the oversold it and under under-resourced it i guess yeah um but yeah i mean the res- the response was was yeah it was, we got some backlash yeah and it's i don't know it's like will they will they survive that i guess really and they really need to step up and show that they're not gonna make the same mistakes i guess really and a lot yeah. of people what i think what a lot of people were angry about the fact that the organizers didn't actually address and acknowledge publicly the issues and yeah kind of kept posting like this great festival and gave off this kind of perception that yeah that you know it's the best festival on earth on you know on their social media and then the comments were just like can you address the fact that this it's actually <laughs> a shit show in inside exactly uh, I that's i yeah. think that's what wound people up the most um, yeah yeah absolutely but yes um hopefully you know they'll learn from the mistakes i'm sure they'll be be back again next year it's such oh, a, oh no doubt no such doubt a, yeah such a big festival in that scene isn't it so you know they i'm sure they won't make the same mistakes again but um going from one festival to another 
mm-hmm. 2000 trees we've been been very fortunate enough to get some um, media passes for 2000 trees this year Yes, so Wasting Time Podcast is planning to be at 2000 Trees Festival in a couple of weeks, which we're excited about. Yeah, lots. Of, so we'll talk to as many bands as we can. So hopefully look out for some snippets of that coming up on our show, of course. Um, any any bands that excite you in particular on that lineup of, 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 this, of this one? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to see 100 Reasons when they came around. Oh their, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. shows we did. We, yeah, yeah. we were due to have them on the podcast, which we well, might we, might still happen, right? Yeah, I mean, if we don't get a chance to do it at the festival, we um, yeah, I mean, they've said yes, and it's just been a case of us finding a date that works for them and works yeah. for us. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll get there definitely. But I mean, yeah, I was quite a big fan back in the day, so mm-hmm. they would definitely be on my list. Frank Carter obviously always puts on a good show. Yep, the Wonder Years are there. I would, you know. I'd like to see those guys. Yeah, definitely Rival, hoping to talk to them. Yeah, who do we, who was it from Wonder Years that we spoke to, or you spoke to for the, the second time? Uh, Casey. Oh, yeah, because you were there the first time we, yeah, we had connection issues the first time we had him. Yeah, he was in and the then we had house to somewhere, wasn't he? That's right, yeah, yeah. And then when he was uh, when he was back home, yeah, I, I, I spoke to him one-on-one. Great guy, actually. That was a really cool interview. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'd be good to catch up with him and hopefully the, some some of their other members as well. But, and yeah, and like because I really loved that album they put out last year, so I'd like to see some of that live, which I'm sure they'll be playing. Yeah. Rival schools. That's a that's a that's a blast from the past. That yeah, one. absolutely. Oh, Ella's for heroes as well. That's that's an old school band as well. Yeah. Well, I I saw them not long ago because when I saw right. Hundred Reasons, they were the opening band that night. Right. Yeah, well, they used to they used to tour together back in the day, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, they I remember did. they used to be quite. quite I see tight. on the, on the second day, there's a couple of like kind of modern pop punk bands who are doing well. There's Origami Angel, who I haven't managed to get into myself, but there's if you if you listen to Heart Attack Man, their their new albums, good listen. I think you'd like them, and they're they're actually supposed to come on this show as well at some point. It's a, it's a bit like Hundred Reasons, just about finding the date, but um. Yeah, look out for them on this show. Yeah, it's an interesting lineup. Looking forward to it. And um, yeah, if you uh, if you're listening to this and you weren't going and it's up your street, please please check it out. Happening near Cheltenham, we'll get around the festival as well and speak to some of the crowds as if we can. I guess not just not just artists. Be good. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Chat with a few people. Yeah, nice. sounds great. Looking forward to that. Yeah, so so look out for that coming out soon. Nice one. Any new music anyway whilst we're... Uh... Yeah, listening to things here and there. There's there's a pop-punk ska band called Millington who I, I've been into like the last year that they put out an EP on Friday called Welcome Home. Very, very catchy. We recommend that. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, Tightwire's album. Pretty fun. Very Teenage Bottle yeah. Rocket sounding. You sent me that, didn't you? I did. I did. Show me um, um, I heard a new Kenny Hooper song today, actually. Which, what? Uh, which, Sabotage? Yes, that's it, I. Yeah, what'd you think of that? Uh, I like, yeah. It's a good, really good track. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too fussed by it, to be honest, but yeah, it was okay. Was it with yeah, Travis as well. Was it? Yeah, another one with, with him and Travis, which is, which is cool. Um, yeah, aside from that, not sure. There's much else that I've uh, checked out recently. Oh, um, yeah, there's a band called Friend Circle. Um, 
got an album coming out at the end of the month. Each each song they put out has been quite fun, very catchy. That's friend circle spelt as if with all the vowels left out. If if uh, any listeners want to check them out, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Although having said that, one song I have one—it's not that new. Came out last year, but one song I've been listening to loads this week is uh, by today's guest, a guy called Max Bennett Kelly. Um, sent this one to you as well. I think I think you enjoyed it too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like uh, like what he was doing. Yeah, he's a journalist. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't want to just you know tread all over the podcast. You're yeah, after episode, like but exactly. You got much music on the way, or are you going to all cover that? I should just shut up. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> the listener will know because this episode will be out as I, obviously as I'm saying this. But his EP comes out on June 23rd, which is this coming Friday. So it's kind of coming out about more or less the same time as this as as this episode. But um, yeah, I'll not tell you too much of his story because that's all in the episode. But uh, very cool guy who's kind of really um basically kind of blew up from having a moment on tiktok which was really interesting to talk about and how that came about um yeah never really i guess it's happened to a couple of people we've spoken to before but this this was really you know came from tiktok um but yeah i think let's let, let's just dive into it shall we how are you doing i'm good i'm like uh did a lot of filming this weekend so i'm like kind of recovering from exhaustion but feeling good though and yeah. what, what, where are you speaking to me from right now right now i am in hollywood california where are you oh beautiful just i'm about 20 minutes southwest of london so i'm kind of oh. i mean i'm in the broader london area but wow my yes. girlfriend's from london oh really whereabouts yeah um she's from essex but or okay. like east side famous Essex. she's born in the east london um but we were just there not just there i guess almost a year ago we were there in like october of last year oh okay so that was cool. okay was that your first time over here or if you have you been a few times yes first time but we're gonna go back actually in like two weeks oh sick okay yes gonna be there and then i'll be there on and off throughout the year because she'll be filming over there so i'm gonna go visit her there a couple times so awesome did you like it when you were over here Oh yeah, it was amazing. It's actually where I, it's actually where I got this blazer. Funnily enough, I got it at <laughs> we were in. Oh my god, what was the name of it? It was like a cool. Oh my god, I can't remember the name. So we went to so many places, but it was just a a cool kind of like market area. I remember I got fish and chips. I can't remember where it was though. Sort of East London area was it? Uh, we went all over. I can't even. Okay, really so, it could, where. so it could have been Camden, somewhere like that. Okay, definitely was not Camden. Camden was okay. a cool place, but I got, I got, I went to Camden, but we did not get it there. Okay, okay, so we've narrowed that down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Thanks. Thanks for doing this so much, man. It's um. Yeah. This this is cool, and um, and it seems like there's there's a fair bit happening for you right now, which obviously we'll, we'll get into and stuff. Um, what? So are you are you based in Hollywood now? Yes, I live here um, for the time being, moving to Silver Lake in a couple months. But yeah, I've been in Hollywood for like three years now. Okay. And Silver Lake, very, very uh, nice, trendy part of town to move to as well. It's a lot quieter, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I live like right by the freeway right now, which is nice. It's nice to live by the freeway, but a lot <laughs> of activity around here. 
So is um like to, to tell me like what a typical day is like for you at the minute. Are you kind of is is music like your full time gig now? Yeah, I've been awesome. doing music full time since 2021. Um, okay, actually 2020. It it was my full time gig before it made me any money. Not it's still consistently losing me money, but um it I decided to move down to LA and just go all in with music in 2020. Um, okay. I had no idea how to, how to do that, but because of COVID, I was kind of forced to learn how to fill my time. So that was a good yeah. excuse. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've been kind of just doing, I call it doing music, but it actually, you know, that's only part of it. Like I can't be making music every day as much as I want to, but right now I've been doing this short film, which has been taking up all of my time. Cause I finished okay. up this EP a while ago and then yep. we've been spending the, um, last six months doing the film for it which we just wrapped on filming this weekend which has been congrats awesome but thank you a typical day for me because my like job if you want to call it a job is so unstructured that i have to kind of give myself structure in my day so i'm very really just about like okay like today for example i went to therapy right before this and i can't skip it i'm a very i'm a man of routines every thursday at nine in the morning i have to go to therapy nice Um, regardless of yes but it's like very i have to stick to some semblance of like cornerstones of life or like every morning i eat the exact same breakfast at the exact same time and i eat the exact same food every day but then <laughs> what, I, what I, you have yeah, for breakfast okay i'll tell you exactly what i make go on i have like i fry up these like vegetarian sausages i'm not even vegetarian but they're just so good and then i have egg whites half of an avocado and five cherry tomatoes and that's every single day Nice. I have not had, I've had it every day, unless I'm like going out to eat for breakfast, but if I make it for myself, yeah. that's the only thing I'll make for the last like three years. And then I don't know how to share stuff, but then yeah. they asked me what my typical day was. So yeah, and exactly. then, this is why I wanted. And then I eat out of a crock pot, pound and a half of chicken breast, pound and a half of potatoes, two pounds of green beans. And then like this like spice mixture that I made, olive oil, lemon juice, garlic. And I eat that. I'm not, I'm not joking for lunch and dinner every single day. And I have mm-hmm. to do these routines. Otherwise I like lose my mind because every day is so different and I don't know what to expect that if I don't have like something to like return to my life just gets way too nebulous. So I've had okay. to kind of learn that. I didn't know that okay. I needed that. Um, but definitely that's like what I can expect every day. And then besides that, it's like some days I'll have sessions, some days I'll go, um, I love making new music. So that's like my favorite part of the job. So I do that whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do that at least once a week with, I try to work like once a week with someone I've already worked with before, like a collaborator. And then I also try to do like new meet with new people every once in a while. Um, okay. but then since the filming, it's just like, there's so much stuff to do with making a film. So like yesterday I spent the whole day making like the poster and like the flyer for the premiere. And that was like a whole day of work. So then the day before that was spent editing the trailer, right? So like just like a lot of um, various tasks and then, you know, meetings and whatnot. So that's, that's my, my general day. Oh, I did yoga. I do a lot of yoga. I do. Nice. Very LA. Very LA. I've been doing this actually. I got into yoga when I lived in Arizona, actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It was much cheaper there. $5 for a drop in here. It's like 25 But uh yeah, I've been, the film is about boxing. So I picked up boxing to train for this in January. So I've been doing that once or twice a week as well. Okay. Um, I basically, I love like habits. I love like, picking up things and like sticking to them. 
Nice. Um, that's like, I get a lot of enjoyment out of that and then filling in the, making those kind of like cornerstones and then just treating the rest of it as unstructured, free creative time and doing whatever I want during that time. Nice. And we're, so now we're, we've just come off the back of, I'm, I'm not sure how many it's been out. What about, is it about two weeks? Your single paycheck came out about two weeks. Not ago? even, not even, not, not even that. Week, okay. I think oh, a week well, okay. today, a week tomorrow. Week tomorrow, so very, very recently, actually. Nice. How's it been received so far? It actually is like I kind of like forgot that we were releasing it. That sounds so bad, but the other two had music videos to go with it, and so that was obviously yeah. a lot. And this was supposed to be kind of like a surprise single before the EP comes out, and it yeah. even surprised me. I forgot also, so <laughs> okay. I forgot to like promote it until a couple days before. But it's actually been streaming better than the other two. Which is crazy oh, how, how that happens sometimes. Okay. So we we love a we love a dark horse, but um, it uh, I've always known this was like a special one. I've teased it on social media and stuff before, and people have always been receptive to it. I feel like it's a pretty good uh, encapsulation of a lot of my musical ethos, um, you know, things in the song. So I'm really happy that it's finally out. I'm very proud of this one. So yeah. Yeah, and, and then obviously not long before that you had uh, two AM, which I guess there was more stuff yeah. around it. Talk about the video, uh, yeah, that in a in a second. But I saw so you, you co-wrote two AM with Lil Aaron and Dan from Twenty One Pilots. Is that right? Yes, twenty twenty one. So a while ago, yeah, like summer twenty twenty one. Oh, okay, okay. So song's two years old. Okay, yeah. how did um? How did you get involved with those two? Because they're they're you know pretty big big hitters. Did they kind of come to you? Like how did that come about? Yeah. Uh, so around that time, my song "Happy Healthy, Well Adjusted" uh, had a little moment on TikTok, and before it was yep. even out, Aaron is like the world's greatest A and R. To be honest, like he like finds so many people on like TikTok, and I mean he has his own imprint on his publishing company. He has a whole thing going, right? He's he's yeah. a goat. But he found me before the song was even out. So like I had just like teased it on TikTok um, <clears throat> very early into my career. And he just DM'd me and said, I want to make you a banger. And I said, okay. <laughs> um, so we went. I and, like and were you sorry to jump in, were you like quite aware of him and what he'd done when he messaged you? Or did you were you kind of like you looked him up and thought, oh, okay, this guy's written some some big stuff, or were you like a fan already? Like how how was that received drugs. when you first got a message? I knew drugs. Okay. The song. Like the, and then as I researched him, because like, I was like, oh, who's this guy? Um, yeah. And I realized I know this song. I was like, oh, wait, I know so many things this guy has written. It's really cool. Yeah. So, um, and then at the time, I was hanging out with these uh, two of my friends who lived here at the time, and they were like huge fans of his and like his collaborators, like Little Lotus and Smart Death and everyone. So they introduced yeah, me. Like, yeah, oh, no, yeah. this guy's like, this guy's like the shit. And I was like, yeah. I kind of knew. And then, um, yeah, so I started like hanging with him around that time too. And get to know all those guys at Hazard. They're really good guys. But anyway, so um, I was like so like unorganized and like not on top of my life back then. Just because like I didn't know what I was doing. Like I literally posted like five TikToks and then this thing like blew up. And then all of a sudden like everything was happening. So I was like, what the fuck is this? So at the time I was like, I was like talking to this girl who kept like throwing off, like I was like one eye on music, one eye on this girl. Right. And so, uh, and that's, we were like in a fight or whatever, which is like, so 
just a juvenile shit. So I had the session with Aaron and we were like fighting. So I was like late. I seriously, it was like an hour late. It was terrible. And then, but I was also like, is this even a plan? I don't really know what was happening. He just told me to pull up. And then I had no idea what to expect, but I knew he said yeah. banger and I knew the kind of music he made. So I was like really excited to make like a loud, like crazy song. Yeah. And then I just got in a fight with this girl and then I was late to this thing. I was feeling like so down on myself, just like, like this sucks. Um, and I was like, just not in the mood to make a, a song, like a, a hype song. I guess at the time that was like my only, the only thing in my wheelhouse was making loud things. So I was yeah. like, oh, I mean, I'm not going to make a good thing today. And so I get there, I'm kind of like low energy. And then Dan's just sitting on the couch. I didn't expect him to be there. I didn't, he, then Aaron was like, yo, this is Dan. That's my secret weapon. I was like, oh, that's funny. But uh, <laughs> we, I get there and then um, I kind of tell him like, yo, sorry, I'm kind of low energy. Like, I got that we we're going to make this banger, but now I'm just like feeling sad. And he like instantly picked up on it. He's like, no, we got to write about that. And then yeah. he was like, what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm in this fight with this girl. And like now she won't like, she won't even like text me back. And he just instantly goes like, when you hit this call, you hit, and he's like, whoa. I was like, that's crazy. He just made that up. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, Dan, he was like, Dan, go play, play. She literally just like, Dan, make a guitar part. And then I'm not even joking. This is how fast it came together. It, the, we had the voice memo recording on an iPhone, just to, like capture all the, the, and it was like quick start recording before anything started. Yeah. And then, you can hear it in the song, in the intro. He's telling Dan what to play, and then Dan makes it up. No and that's way. the song. And that was recorded. I'm serious. It was that fast. It was just, just on an iPhone recording. The guitar is done. Yeah, the guitar was recorded on an iPhone. Um, you can hear Aaron being like, yo, play that part, but with like this chord. And then that's like the whole take. And so it's like not even done to like a grid or anything. So it's kind of off. It doesn't like have a, it's not like on, if you put it in like a project, it's not like to a metronome or anything. You can hear the metronome in the background, sort of in the recording, because it's like recorded yeah. on an iPhone with no headphones, but it's not like perfectly on beat. And then we kind of just recorded the vocals really fast, just like wrote the lyrics and like workshopped the melody. And like, I seriously think the whole thing took like 45 minutes. Wow. And then it was like magic because he's like, obviously like such an experienced songwriter. Sure. Dan is such an amazing guitarist. And yeah. then... I knew exactly what I wanted to say with the lyrics because all I have to do is be honest. Right. And so, um, yeah, we put it together and then there was like a weird thing. Like the studio was in some guy's house, but like neither of them knew the guy, like the publisher just like put him in the studio and then the guy was like sleeping next door and like snoring. So we had to like go to a different studio to record the second verse, which to yeah. the attuned ear, you can tell is recorded on a different microphone. <laughs> but, uh, um, that was like in the middle of the night, like I got there at like 10 and then, we were like recorded it really quickly, started mixing it, had to move to another studio at like midnight to do the other vocals. And then I went home and that was it. That was the making of that song. And then wow. I think before I put it out, I was like, this needs like a little something else. And so Dan was in town because he moved out of town now. And then he was in town a couple of months ago. And I was like, you want to add like a little extra like guitar lick to this? Um, and so there's like a little twinkly guitar that comes in after the second chorus that kind mm -hmm. of adds to it. And so that was the only other thing that was added. So this whole thing, the whole track has like five stems in it. Oh, wow. That's, a, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that, that's how that got made. Wow. And have you, is, is that the only session you've done with Lil Aaron? We done, we did one other one. Oh, um Yes. And then that's it. Maybe 
because at the time I was like recording, I did a couple sessions at Temple Base, and then right around then I took a break from like I kind of wrapped it all up. Yeah. Took a break from doing sessions, finished the EP, and then yeah, that's the last thing I think we did together. But I definitely would. I'm a great guy. I'd love to get in with him again. I learned a lot from him that session because that was my first time being in the studio with people that I didn't like know personally. Okay. So yeah, yeah. That, was, that was like my first time doing the thing where you meet them in the studio for the mm-hmm. first time. Obviously now I'm like, that's very commonplace, but um, I guess just like there's a crash course in like what making music is. Cause he was just so like knee jerk reaction to it. Didn't overthink it. Which is yeah. like, Oh, this is the first thing we come up with. That's the music, right? Like there's no, I used to like, I used to take a lot more time before this and then after the session i learned like so much like i like, i got obsessed mm-hmm. with making stuff really fast that's like and that's kind of my my go-to tool now is like speed which sounds weird but the faster you can make something i swear the better it is yeah i see um, the sense in that yeah um otherwise it's like it just starts sounding stiff and unnatural when you overthink it like, the first thing probably is the easiest you know it's yeah, like yeah. i don't know in any other craft not any other craft but like so you're playing a sport, right? You don't get to just like redo your at bat, right? Like That's true. you get to do your, you get to do your thing. So like with music, it's like, oh yeah, think of it like that. Do your best you can. Don't like you don't get to, you don't get to redo. Like just do the lyric. Don't overthink it. Like the song yeah. is not the end of the the song is not the end all be all. Like just make the song what it is, and then move on to the next one. That's my theory. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And um, yeah. obviously, I touched on it briefly, but the the video that came with it. So, explain this to me. So, the video obviously, two AM is on the upcoming EP, which we'll talk yeah. about in a sec. Um, and it's it it has a feature video for it. But you mentioned like how the EP kind of comes as a short film. So, is the video for this song like part of that short film? Basically, how <laughs> yeah, how, how, how's that work? So, the short film is the short film we can talk about that more if you want but the the song for 2 a.m or the music video for 2 a.m mm-hmm. is part of that same story it's like the epilogue to the short film so i like oh, okay. okay the whole thing is a shot in reverse if you watch like it's like it like it ends where the because you know it's backwards so the end of the 2 a.m video is also like the end of the short film so i just like is what happens after but obviously the film is like this like huge, massive, high budget production. The two AM video I did on a, a VHS camera. Sure, I was very yeah. into like found footage horror movies at the time. So I, that was my yeah, it comes story. through for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared making it. I never made something <laughs> scary before. Well, I guess that's not yeah. true. The film is pretty is a little scary, but like uh, I'd be I'd never like because it's literally like two or three in the morning when I'm recording this thing that has to be in pitch black because otherwise the night vision won't work. So I'm like throwing shit in the LA River at three in the morning, like. It's actually kind of spooky to me. So I hope it got picked up on the camera. But uh, yeah, it was just um, the whole thing is like related to the short film. Like the Super In Love video is also related to the short film. Um, the lyric video, if you can believe it, of me jumping rope is related. Like all the lyric yeah. videos are, I haven't put them out yet, but they're going to come out when the EP does. But they are all little vignettes of like the characters' lives that from the short film just doing stuff that you don't see them doing in the film yeah. um the cover art is related it's all this kind of big multimedia project that i you know undertook um but i also wanted them to be interesting standalone things too so that was a kind of a challenge figuring out how to make this thing 
raise questions, but also still not completely be like, you can still watch it without really knowing it's part of the short film, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Real quick. What's, what's your favorite, um, film footage horror film? Oh my goodness. I really like, my favorite one see it's really tough now because i'm like in the midst of making one with my friends so i guess i'm not super but like i've just like seen so much of it now that it's like i don't know i will say we know this guy named dean who made like one of the earliest ones like this is before blair witch project um and he made one and he's been like the mentor i'm taking a lot of credit for this This is not my film but i'm helping my friends do it and he's been like the mentor advising this thing but he made this thing in the 80s that I actually can't even think of the name for it. It's called like the, it has a weird name. I'll get it back to you at some point. But um, he made this like found footage video on a Super 8 camera where like aliens come and like, it's just a crazy thing. I don't know. I can't think of the name. I can't think of the name. It always throws me off because it's not named after anything in the movie. It's like the, it's like the Kevin project or something like that, which has nothing to do with the name. Okay. But anyway, he has been advising it. And so I guess my favorite one at the moment is the one my friend Adam is making. So he had this idea to make like, you know, those movies like unfriended that are all done on a laptop. Yeah. And they're obviously like, he was like, what if someone did a found footage version of that? So rather than it like being held on a zoom, it's like someone found someone's hard drive and like copied the screen recordings and like iPhone videos. And so he's doing this like feature length film that's like shot on a variety of different things. Like some of it shot on the laptop, some of it shot on like a ring camera, some of it shot on like security cameras, iPhones, like, and he made a horror movie about, it's like a scary movie version of unfriended so it's like a parody found footage oh it's like parrot it's like com- comedy almost then yeah but it's also really scary so i'm gonna actually we shot uh, some of it in a lot of it is in this house and that's my favorite one right now anyway i'm part of oh, it okay. i have a cameo in there nice do you know um has that got a title yet just if you know it's called, I it's called content content okay content okay. yeah oh, it's a good one it's a good one future. nice yeah we've been, nice. he's also in my short film too so it's been oh cool fun to collaborate cool. And so the EP itself out on 23rd of this month, I believe. Um, yes, very hope, soon, hope, like a week. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening to this episode after the 23rd of June, go and listen to it now. Uh, it's called Junk. Um, you did Junk you, Mail. Oh, Junk Mail. I'm sorry, man. Um, it's all good. Did you record and mix this yourself? Like, did you kind of... Did you act as the engineer and the main mixer? I'm sure. I'm sure I read that yeah. somewhere. How did that work? <clears throat> except for except for two AM, which, like I said, was done on the iPhone. Oh, of course. At, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of it, yeah, I did do myself. So these songs started out just like my day of demos that I was kind of describing. I make them as fast as I can, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And typically, I like to like I hate revisiting old stuff. So um, when it came time to like put together an EP, I was like, I guess I gotta put this old stuff together and at the same time i started playing live with this new band um and we did you know my songs live <laughs> and then the way they recorded was a lot more like the original demos had a lot more production elements to them and like felt a little more polished even though they're demos but when we did them yeah. live we did them with no like tracks or anything we just did them with like two guitars bass drums and my vocals and like one background vocal and i was like damn this is sick so i was like what if we re-recorded these demos just like a live band and so the exceptions to these rules are the ones that are, were out first like 2am obviously it's not done with the live band 
And then yeah. Super in Love also is not done with a live band. That one, or it is just not live drums. But the yeah. rest of them, we did in like one session. I this, I was like, oh, how hard could this be to engineer a live band? And so I had my friend who had some studio experience like do the actual um, engineering like the recording, but then I was like, I'll just produce this out and mix it. And I was like, whoa, this is a, this is a feat. This is a feat to do, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Ah, fun's the wrong word. I had a lot of, I got a lot of fulfillment out of doing it, but uh, yeah, paycheck is the one that is the, um, the first, the one that's the most like evident so far of this sound, but the other ones on the EP are like, actually my song broke that's out has all, was also done in the session in the same time with the live band. Okay. But uh, it's on the but EP. But anyway, yeah, we did it. Yeah, I was really influenced by like, um, I think this whole thing was like a reaction to, like I mentioned, my song Happy Healthy had this uh, viral moment on TikTok because, yeah. so the chorus is like this really extremist, like when I was making it, it was like a parody of like old pop punk songs. But when the song went viral, it was around the same time, like MGK's Tickets to My Downfall came out and like that became yeah. a really trendy sound. So even though the rest of the song is like not like that at all, and even like the part that is in that vein is sort of like a parody, that song got me like in that, opened my eyes to a lot of people who were in that, um, attuned to that genre. And yeah. I never really like listened to this, like I didn't even really know there was like a new wave of pop punk stuff going on. Honestly, at the time, all the stuff I was making was a lot more like hip hop influence, even like hyper poppy. And that was the one that kind of blew up. And so then based on this, I was like, oh, like I can kind of like, I could see myself fitting in this world. So I was making these songs that were kind of like, you know, these like pop punk homages, but I didn't really connect with like the kind of new wave of it. I, I always yeah. liked like the older stuff. And even okay. then, like, I think a lot of the newer stuff is like, uh, heavily influenced by you know it's like blink or like green day and that was never like i always say i love those bands but as a kid that side of it i never really liked as much as i really liked like taking back sunday and brand new and okay. say anything and that was always yeah. my world of pop punk if you right. want to even call it that necessarily yeah so i mean it's in the I same like, world but but not pop yeah. punk per se yeah yeah it's like emo e pop or whatever yeah it's a lot of yeah. i don't know um but i was like oh what if i kind of took the same idea that everyone else is doing right now, but like pulled from a different side of things. Right. Um, and so my idea for the CP was like, what if I, like, what, what is it about these songs that make it different? Like what exactly is different about this that connected with me growing up versus the other side of things. And so I just really yeah. did a deep dive and went backwards. And then eventually I was like, fuck the trendy thing. I want to make something sound like authentically, like it was made in like a different decade, but with like themes and like kind of songwriting styles that are more modern. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I would go on like, I went on like Wayback Machine on the internet and like was looking at old forums of like how people were like, I was like reading forums from people discussing like, dude, how do you get the, how do you get the blue album tone? Like from like Weezer. And then around that time I was also listening to a lot of Pinkerton. So I was like, what if I make my Pinkerton? Like what if in my little narrative in my head, Happy Healthy was my blue album. And then I make a Pinkerton based on Happy Healthy. So I make like a, a more raw self-produced like live band mimicking sound i mean like that was the story of that album is they made that as a reaction to the the hype of blue album and then you know he did a lot of introspection and realized how much he didn't like what um i guess what came of the blue album and they decided to self-produce yeah. their second one and it was a lot raw and noisier and louder and heavier and i always love like loud guitars and distant vocals and stuff but 
anyway, I was like, I want to make mine sound like that. And so I did it like all live and like there's very few like plugins or like samples on this thing. Like paycheck is a great example of this because I, it's just like the drums, there's an acoustic guitar, which we recorded live. Um, the electric guitars, which we recorded live, but they're all done with like analog pedals and stuff. Like they're not put through an amp sim or anything. Not knocking that stuff. That was just my experiment. Like how could I make something like this? Yeah. Um, but pedals based on like that I bought based on what I was like seeing online, like how these people did it back in the day. And then the vocals are mixed in a similar way too. Like they're very like raw and upfront and imperfect. And like, there's no, <laughs> no reverb on it or anything like that. I mean, very little room sound just besides what's actually in the room. Um, yeah. But it was really hard to stick to my guns to this because I was like, oh, like this sounds so flat compared to what's coming out nowadays. But then I'm like, well, I have to stick to what my initial idea was, like at least finish it. Like, you know, if these older albums, if they're going to turn their tone knob all the way down the guitar, like that's why I like it. Honestly, that's what's cool about it. But it's going to sound yeah. like flat. So finding ways to make this work was kind of my um, my, my modus operandum for this. But then, um, yeah, I'm really happy with how it turned out. It just was a lot of a lot to do afterwards. And I just remember holding myself up in my old apartment, just like agonizing over this and being like, why did I choose to do it this way? Like I could just make this differently, but I really wanted yeah. to set, I, like I said before, I like sticking to a thing. So I was like, let me just see if I can finish this the way it was supposed to be made versus like heel towing and turn like pivoting in the middle of it. And so, um, yeah, that's to answer your question. Yes. I did self produce okay. and engineer this. What's, what's your favorite song on the rec on the, on the ep oh my god it, it changes i like um i think right now it's the one called emo night which is going to be yeah, like the, the, the opener one out. right yeah but i think like in the long run and the one that's the most special to me is apples and oranges that's like i think that's the one that is the most emblematic of the whole thing mm -hmm. and just kind of my like my style at the time um but right now i'm like damn you when i is so hard but um, apples and oranges is sick that one has been kind of the longest coming to like the chorus i wrote a long time ago even like 2018 or something like that and i found a way oh, to okay. repurpose it um yeah uh i'll say emo night right now just because i feel like it has just like so much energy to it i like that it has a lot of chords in it which is such a weird thing but like usually i don't use that many chords in songs but this one has yeah. like I think it hits like every chord in the scale. Um, uh, I like how much energy is in it. There's so much yelling and shit. Like when we recorded it, I was like, I told the guys in the band, like, yo, just yell. Like if we're going to do a part, like if you think this is where in the production people would normally put like a, like a swell, just do it with yeah. your voice. Like, go like, ah, oh, you hear it in paycheck at the end. They're like, you hear people just like screaming to build up to the end of the chorus. But like Emo and I has like so much yelling there's a part where yeah. like we all as a band like decided to come up with this like la 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 part which wasn't in the writing but it was just like that felt good in the moment when we we're doing it live so we we're like oh shit that's cool um and we all did it at the same time um yeah i like i'll say emo night right now cool so as we say out on the 23rd and then you said you just you've you've wrapped up the the film that comes with it when, yeah when, when are we when's that going to like i assume that's going to follow the ep is it if you've only just wrapped yeah it up? we're going to do a live premiere so um oh yeah I'm you mentioned sure that's yeah. <clears throat> that's pertinent right now because i think people will hear this probably after the ep but yeah we're going to screen the film 
on this giant inflatable screen we got. And we also I rented like a boxing ring that we're going to perform in because the thing's boxing themed. Oh, yeah. Um, said, yeah. But um, the film will be premiered the same day as the EP. We're thinking of finding a way to do some sort of like private link for the first couple of weeks, but we want to submit to festivals. And part of that, some of them you become like, you don't qualify for once it's online. So we're, I guess, in the process of like doing that right now. And then as soon as that's all done, it'll be online, but there will be the music video for emo night is just a shortened version of the, the short films. Like the short films like 20 minutes long. And then the emo night music video is like a two minute super cut of the film. You. So okay. you'll sort of be able to see it, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, very proud of it. I, yeah. So um, I just put zero budget towards the music videos, which is why they're all like DIY lo-fi just myself doing them. And I redirected like all of that budget towards putting this film together. Um, and it's not even like really related to the music whatsoever. The songs are just the soundtrack to the film, but I'm not lip syncing in it or anything. And the songs are really like uh, okay. diegetic, like the like emo night. For, it all plays in the the songs come in the film in the order of the EP, right? Like my character, the scene starts with this big fight scene, and or the movie starts with the fight scene, and my character's walk up song is emo night. And then the next song you hear is like a montage. And then one of the songs happens, you kind of just hear it over the loudspeakers in like a restaurant. And then like one of the songs is for like the fight scene. And then like one song's for the credits. But like my character is not a musician, he's a boxer. And not even really a boxer. He quits boxing after the first scene. So he doesn't throw another punch like the whole movie. So it's like a okay. it's pretty sick. So have you got so have you got much of an acting background as well then? No, but I like to think I could do it. It's always okay. just something I wanted to do. Okay, I guess I do. I've like before I was even making music, I was always making like skits with my friends, and yeah, um, that's always been where my head is at. But I've never been like confident enough to like try out for or like audition for other people's things. So I was just like, I want to. I've been saying I want to be an actor for too long. Let me just make my own thing and just kind of like bulldoze my way into doing this. But uh. I feel like I did really well. I really like what I did. Um, it wasn't too hard. I was just kind of playing myself, but I like an exaggerated version of myself. But yeah, definitely going forward, I definitely fell in love with it. And I would, I'm definitely going to do more in the future. Um, and yeah, it was a, uh, did a lot of like body transformation for it. Like I lost a bunch of weight and got into really good shape to be this boxer. Mm-hmm. And then I shaved my head for the last scene, which is like a flashback. And so, oh yeah, I, I saw you, you did a TikTok about that. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, it, I wrote the thing too, and I did not direct it. My girlfriend directed it, um, which was a really cool experience working with my partner, and also really nice of me to be able to like offload the. Like, I don't really want to be directing necessarily. I want to act and I want right. to write. Maybe in the yeah, future, yeah. but. I've always like directed my own videos and I think that's like the theme of like this whole junk mail era is like do everything myself because I don't trust other people to do it. But really it's, I'm too afraid to ask to collaborate. I was too afraid. Yeah. This is what I've learned is like, is it really a point of pride that I did this whole thing myself? Or was it this weird kind of like masochistic punishment of some weird way? I, now I'm like, I refuse to do anything on my own anymore. Like I love collaborating going forward after junk mail. Um, never gonna do that again until i want to but <laughs> yeah that's like just kind of the 
the theme of that time in my life. I think I used to use music and anything as like a, a way to like push people away, keep people out. You know, I didn't really realize I was doing it, but you know, mm-hmm. how many girlfriends did I break up with before? Because I had to go work on my music or like how many people, how many parties, how many plans did I cancel because I had to work on my music and like, yeah. To some extent, that's good, right? Be dedicated, but I think um, it used to be an excuse for me to isolate, you know. Um, and so now, kind of working through that and like getting out of my system, now I'm like, I literally feel like I'm incapable of doing that again. I would not put myself through that again. So, yeah. And then doing the film and realizing how much better something can be when you rely on other people and like open yourself up to collaborating. Like, I literally could not have done the film on my own, nor it would have been terrible if I did, right? Yeah. So it's a master. It's a it's a a wonder that junk mail turned out the way it did. With like, obviously I had co writers and I had people like helping me along the way, but like the majority of it I like made myself do. But yeah, now for the next EP, it's like not produced only by me and not only just by me. Yeah, it's less less painful process. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Max, tell tell me a little bit about your background. Is it are you are you from Seattle originally? Yes, I'm from a suburb of Seattle called Kent. Um, Okay. I grew up there. Um, I started doing music when I was like 11 or 10. I played the upright bass in the orchestra. But even before then, I was always like, excuse me, I always loved music and I always was like writing lyrics and stuff. Even before learning to play an instrument or even really knowing what music was to me, I was just like lyrics. And so I'd write them. They really would just be poems, but like to me, they were music. Um, And then... I lived in this, like a small town and all my best friends were my neighbors. And so one day my uncle, who was in a band, he like needed to store his extra drum set or something. So he kept it in my basement. And then me and my friends yeah. started just, like banging on it. And then I had my bass and that became me asking for like a guitar for Christmas. And then we kind of just, my friends and I started this band that was really just like friends making noise. But then we started like putting stuff online. Um, and this was in around the time when like odd future was going really crazy on YouTube. Like those videos were inspired me or like the Rex arrow videos with like Mac Miller really made music, yeah. video- music feel like a thing that just kids could do. And especially yeah. in Seattle, like it's a pretty good place to foster creativity. Like historically, a lot of music happens there. So it always felt like a natural thing for me and my friends to start making music and posting online. And back then we were doing, we were doing hip hop. Like I had a friend who was a really good producer, very ahead of his time. And me and my literal next door neighbor, we would be like the two rappers on this thing. And that was how we started putting stuff out. Um, and then we decided to start doing more like band type, like rock, like it was like punk music. Um, and so that was how we like kind of started taking it more seriously when we started doing full band stuff. And then we moved to Arizona for school Excuse me, I'm gonna grab a water real quick. I'm just yeah, like, go for I don't it. Know what that but uh, I'm in my AirPods. Um, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. After high school, the band. How do I even, what's the story now? It's been so long. Um, big jug of water. I. Uh, okay. Yes. At the end of high school, the other like singer of the band slash producer of the band. <coughs> um we kind of had a falling out and he decided to go move to utah become a mormon and get married 
Oh, okay. And Different direction. Originally, yeah. yeah. Originally, uh, my plan was to go to UCLA. The band guys, we we're all going to go to UCLA together because I felt like college was something I still had to do. And then go to LA and do music. Yeah. But then as soon as Spencer decided to quit the band, and then I also didn't get into UCLA, I was like, oh my God, like this dream is not a real thing. So I kind of quit music and then decided to be a business guy and go to school in Arizona, which was like total 180. I had never even been in Arizona before. I just decided to go because they gave me a full ride. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck it. Like if I'm not going to do the thing I want to do, I might as well go the exact opposite direction. Um, and so, yeah, I went to school, kind of like gave up on being creative for a little while and then hated it. I was like, not myself. I was, you know, assimilating in a way that felt beyond my control. If I didn't put a stop to it soon. Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, if I keep going this direction, I know exactly how my life's going to turn out, you know? And so around that exact same time, the guy called me up and was like, Hey, I'm divorcing my wife. I'm leaving the church and dropping out of school. I'm going to buy a van. Let's get the band started again. And I was like, fuck yeah. So then I broke up with my girlfriend. I quit my internship. I shaved yeah. my head for the first time back then. Yeah. Um, and we got the band started again. So everyone moved to Arizona, which was pretty cool. And then I stayed there over the summer rather than going home and doing my internship. And we just started playing so many live shows. And Tucson, Tucson has a really cool music scene, right? Like, yeah. Um, a lot of people who live there that go to school there don't really venture outside of the campus but tucson's a huge place and arizona in general has a really cool historically actually pop punk scene which is kind of where we were sitting that's where like jimmy world is from and like right yeah, now we would do shows with like we we're playing with ann arbor and like yeah it was cool oh, but yeah. um yeah. uh there was just such a opportunity there to play live music and we started from like nothing like we would play literally shows to like zero people which honestly wasn't even a problem at the time i liked it i was like yeah. fuck it i like to just play music it's fun but yeah then you know after playing like 10 of those we had like one guy who came to like two shows and we were like oh my god like our first our first guy and then he started bringing his friends and all of a sudden by the time school started we had built up like a little local fan base keep in mind no social media nothing online we had no idea how to produce anything um we were like too punk to post on social media and shit. <laughs> right, um, right. So we just like built this thing. So DIY. Like we, we, I lived in this place in the backyard and we built these like stages and we would just do these crazy house shows. Cause you can be loud outside in Arizona. It's not like LA. You can just do whatever you want. And then Tucson, it's all spread out. And so we were like, we would have bands like come, we'd make friends from like other cities and we'd have them like come drive over. And like, we would do like these little festivals in our backyard. And they would get like yeah. two, 300 people just like packed in there. And it was really cool. Like no, no social media or anything. We had like two songs online and then we had like everything else. We'd just only do live. And it was just a word of mouth, really cool thing combined with like the local scene. And then the people in school that we knew, like we're just kind of coming together. And yeah, yeah, we played like every venue in Tucson, um, did like a hundred shows. It was a lot in like just two years of this. And so then we were like, LA, we're gonna make it big time like this is gonna totally this is totally gonna translate um yeah. but then you know we moved to la and our lease starts march 2020 and uh, okay. we move here COVID happens yeah. we have no online presence no ability to produce music and the only thing we like doing is doing shows so oh, i fuck. we had yeah. like we had like nine people come out here like the five people that were in the band like a producer like a photographer um slash videographer and then like 
just two people that were kind of along for the ride. And yeah. every single person left within like four months. So by the time, yeah, four, by November was the day, the day the last guy moved out. And so one person who's my best friend, he's our, he at the time was our videographer, photographer. We were the yeah. last ones left in this big house. And so we were like, you know, we can only cover so much of rent with our stimulus check. Like, how are we supposed to do this? And we lived in Melrose. Like we had this big garage. We had a backyard, like it's like five bedroom. It was a big house, right? But we split it with mm-hmm. a lot of people. So then we just filled it with new people. And then I was like, people didn't know. Um, but I was like, I guess I, st- I still want to do music. Like, but I don't know how, to- I never had done it on my own. I had no idea how to produce. I had no idea how to do anything, but I was like, I, the world's ending. I got to commit to this. I don't want to go home right now. So uh, I like took it upon myself to like learn how to produce. I would just like watch Kenny Beats on like live stream, just to copy him, and like just nothing to do in COVID except like sixteen hours a day, just in the studio, just like learning boot camp. I was yeah. like, I got to do this soon, right? Um, and then, oh yeah, yeah, the most important part of the story. So we were like, how do we meet new people? Like, how do we meet new people during COVID? And yeah. so we were thinking, cause this is my friend from college. We were like, how did we find out about like friends in college? Like, how did you find out about clubs? And we were like, Oh, people would like set up tables and like do shit. We were like kind of laughing. Like, what if we tabled for friends? Like we made like a table for ourselves, and we were like, well, we can kind of make an angle here. Cause he's a comedian. He does like these kind of like comedy documentaries. Like he always has like an angle and stuff like this. And so we were like, what yeah. if we, like under the guise of promoting my music which you know that didn't even exist at this point I, we, what if we were like what if we set up these tables and just like handed out stickers and really we were just making friends but we just like did this around la like how much would our lives change and you know we are yeah we everyone was going crazy this time so that's why it made a lot of sense i guess but then we were like well we're going to be wearing our masks how are people going to know what we look like so we're like what if we got these like giant signs of our faces and so we bought these eight foot tall signs of what his head and my head and we just got a table and we just like, we're like, what if we did this for a month straight for eight hours a day? How much would our life change? And I, I'm all in for weird shit. Right. So we just posted up, like we had a different, we had different beats. Like during the week we'd go to like um, Santa Monica or we'd go to like um, Venice or like Rodeo drive and just post up in a spot and just talk to as many people as we can on the weekends. We'd go to like the trading post or we'd go to like, um, uh, like Venice um and i met every single person i still hang out with in la to this day by doing this oh cool i met thousands of people i like because you are there for eight hours a day and like you're just meeting people um and then yeah one thing led to another i started meeting musicians from that they were like you guys are fucking weird we'd be wearing these like gold suits and like i had nothing to promote we weren't even filming this, this was, i refused to post tiktok at the time I, there was no content made of this this was just a thing to do we were just yeah. a part of the weirdness of, of 2020 mm-hmm. but yeah i met i met a musician who ended up like or I met a videographer who ended up doing videos with me, which led to me meeting like this musician who I ended up like falling in love with and wrote all these songs about that are on the EP. But then she re- introduced me to this guy who made a song, which I was like, that's sick. And then that inspired me to make happy healthy. And then I was like, okay, I saw all my friends at the time start blowing up on TikTok. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta do this too. I mean, what's the, yeah, yeah. what's stopping me? Yeah. So I started posting on TikTok. By, I then I posted Happy Healthy. It was like my fifth fifth TikTok, which is the chorus of Happy Healthy, and then it, it blew up. And I was like, "Whoa, that did for me in one second what 
an entire year of this like craziness that's, that's, not even not even a, not even anything that's amazing did you what was it like when you first so that video goes up like how quickly did that kind of start getting traction like how what was that sort of jump like when you first noticed it um well it's kind of a it's a weird thing because here's where the story gets a little, a little dark but at the time um i had this friend back home who is actually my cousin but we long story the family friends but we he's like my oldest friend and he at the same time as i was pursuing music he was pursuing being a fighter and he had some mental health issues and then i lost touch with him for like six months no matter how hard i, I couldn't get a hold of him but then the day the song blew up i remember it, it was june 23rd 2021 so it's two years to the day before the ep comes out but he um or the song it took off instantly it was like a very instant thing i had like zero followers and all of a sudden this video is getting like a million views like literally day out it was crazy wow but randomly my friend facetimed me and i had not heard from him in like months i was kind of mad at him honestly i was like dude like where have you been like i want to tell you about all this crazy stuff i've been doing in the last six months like i didn't know about the song. i didn't know anything about anything yeah but he obviously was acting like kind of weird um and then I was just like, okay, cool. And then I ended up calling his mom and being like, yo, you're not doing very well. But then that night he ended up committing suicide. Oh, I'm so sorry, the same man. day, yeah, it was tough. The same day all this stuff started happening, that happened, which obviously here's the internet. Here's like a fucking life, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, how do I reckon this, this in my head? Because like – it just put everything into perspective. I'm like, what am I like? What is this, is this making me happy? What I'm doing? Like, this is. But then at the same time, I was like, this is a guy. Our whole friendship is based on like holding each other accountable and like pursuing stuff. And like him in good health would not have wanted this to have put a stop to what was happening for me, right? Sure. So I guess sure. that was what kept me going. And also, I didn't want to think about it too much. So I just like hold myself up. And at this time, Happy Healthy wasn't finished. It was just a chorus. And so oh, it was literally just existed as a chorus. Okay. Oh, I guess there was a verse, but it was like not how it is now. And it was okay. just a recording of it off of a speaker that blew up on TikTok. And so I knew I had to go home for the funeral in like two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me just not think about this and then finish this song, like whatever that means. Um, but at the same time, it was really tough because like, you know, I knew I had to strike while the iron's hot. So I had to keep like dancing around and jumping on TikTok and like posting these videos while yeah. like grieving, or I guess like yeah. putting off grieving. But it felt yeah. really disingenuous because I was like, dude, this sucks. But um, yeah, everything kind of took a a turn from there. Like I definitely got into a, do a bad spot after this. I definitely, like I came back and like the combination of, <clears throat> well, obviously I was grieving and he was like really close friend of mine if not my best friend. And then at the same time, everything was taking off. Like I'm starting to get invited to parties now. I'm meeting people. Like I'm drinking a lot. I'm going doing stuff. That's not probably healthy. I'm like sleeping till like mm -hmm. 3 PM and going to bed at like eight in the morning, like not handling it properly. And so yeah. all these songs that are from the EP are written from this time, which is like, okay, on one hand, I got what I wanted. I came to LA my music career is taking off but on the second hand i'm like so unhappy this sucks i'm at these parties that i've always wanted to go to but everyone here fucking sucks like mm. i'm having these terrible conversations maybe they're not they don't even suck maybe i'm just in a bad headspace who fucking knows my friend just died 
I'm yeah. dating girls who don't give a shit about me. I don't even like music doesn't feel important to me anymore because the dude just died. So like I'm still making it because like what am I what am I gonna do? Quit? And like so all these songs are written from this perspective of like here's my dream and it sucks. And so that's like the idea like of junk mail is that I in the pursuit of my dream became a person that I didn't like, which is like weird because you think that self-actualization is like a good thing, but I actually like devolved in a way and became just like a a weird, cynical, pessimistic, honestly sad guy. Yeah. And yeah. so that was the um so all these songs were made in the uh the wake of that, which is why they're a little bit like they're very like manic and weird and especially the ones that are yet to come out. Um, but you know, they're, they're raw and they're real. And that's part of why the short film is about me being a boxer. It's in tribute to my friend who was always a fighter. He, that was his thing was fighting and putting it out on the anniversary of his death is the whole thing is like a in memoriam to him. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you'd be proud. Um, that's that's touching, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that that that's heavy. That's very heavy. Have you, um, have you, uh, sort of under this kind of project under your name? Have you, have you, have you played many live shows since this has been a thing? Um. Yeah, I've done. You think during. <clears throat> once everything started kind of opening up I would do and we still lived in that house in Melrose I would kind of emulate the um house show thing we do in Tucson but I knew we couldn't be as loud so I would like do it inside this house which was like terrible for everyone's eardrums but that was pretty fun <laughs> I did a couple of those I've done like various showcases I've done like emo night I've done like school night um but not as many as I would have hoped. It's just a different thing in LA to do shows. It's not yeah. like Tucson where there's less people trying to do music or the, the ratio to venues to artists is a lot higher in favor of the venues in, in Tucson than it yeah. is here, right? Which is really my only experience of it. Whereas here it's like, there are less venues, but they also like charge a cover and then you got to get an Uber to go to it and they're all spread out and it's hard to get people yeah. there. And like everyone's trying to do music here. So who cares yeah, about yeah. a show? It's just like, I would love to do a lot more, but a lot of the time it feels literally like it's too expensive for me to put it on. Like, you got to pay the band, you got to do all this stuff. It's like not the same as like just doing as many bar crawls as you can in Tucson. Okay. But um, it's still my favorite part of it. And that's why for the premiere, we're doing the, it's going to be sort of like a house show again. I got my friend generously oh, cool. offered his, his like big house to do the premiere at and, setting up the boxing ring and going to perform in it like a stage. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to go on tour in like either like the fall, if that works out with timing, but most likely more in the beginning of the year with the new EP, which is after junk mail, which I can't even, I'm not even going to begin to talk about, but, okay. uh, okay. So you're going to uh, tour yeah. to promote the next release. Basically. That's the plan. Yes. That's the plan. Okay. What, um, what kind of bands do you see yourself like, going out on the road with like you you know if it was up to you with it oh my god if it was up to me yeah. for junk mail i would like i would love like i really like 
I could see junk mail fitting in the world with like mom jeans and hot mulligan or like pop mm-hmm. even or like yeah I love like yeah. Joyce Manor and like Jeff Rosenstock. That's like the where I think this fits in. But going forward though, I don't know. Junk mail is like really its own little thing that I it doesn't yeah. I have never made music like this before and I don't plan to make it after. So okay. I've kind of planted apart from the the pop punk adjacent thing after this. But at the time being, yeah, I would love to go with like I love Prince Daddy and the hyena. Let's like go with them once they were yeah. like um yeah. But um the new stuff definitely goes backwards in terms of like stuff I used to make in the more kind of like alt hip hop direction. So I'm excited to see where that takes me. But as of right now, yeah, that's who I say I would like to go into it with. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so I guess after this, you, you'll look look towards that next EP coming out, and that's that's kind of how how the rest of your year will um, will shape up. Is there anything anything we haven't brought up that you've got coming up that you know you'd want to want to mention here? Um, we got the EP, we got the film. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it for the the time being. Like, um, like I said, the film was just that's taken up so much time, and I've been so good about not talking about it on social media because, like, I'm a firm believer that the more you talk about something, the less internal magic there is. So you got you can't let out the steam before it's too early. But yeah, so yeah, that's um, that's, that's going to be now that that is like wrapping there's going to be after the ep comes out on the 23rd there's going to be a lot of stuff re- revolving around the film to promote that like post release so that will be the next couple months there's, there's like a whole documentary we made behind the scenes for it it was a it's a cool thing like we did it a lot of us are relatively experienced when it comes to like some parts of like making a film but we all basically were like okay Normally I do, for example, like normally I do sound, but I've always wanted to be a DP. So I would like, Hey, let's do this film together where you're, you do your dream job. Or like with Ella has always acted, but she wanted to be a director. So I was like, or she's always wanted to direct. So we were like, Oh yeah, this is your dream job for this. So like for me, I've always wanted to be an actor. So let me do the part that this was like our experiment with everyone. Like, okay, let's just like pretend this is our, we're doing our dream career right now Yeah, yeah. in, in this world. And so, um, yeah, it was just it was just really fun, and so we're definitely really proud of it, and going to be promoting that for a while. So, yeah, sounds good, man. I t- um, we've been going a little while here, so um, I think I've got a couple of just kind of like bog standard quick fire questions, if that's cool to fire yeah, at yeah. you, and then, yeah. then I reckon we can fire away. Up. Fire away. Um, so, I mean, I kind of asked a similar question, but this is, I guess, you know, proper. It doesn't matter what kind of music you're making. What's what's the dream tour lineup that you're part of for you? Oh my god! It doesn't matter what kind. Okay. Yeah. Fuck! I like. I feel like I have like a thing. Like every band I really ever like always breaks up. So like, oh, can it be? Yeah, can no, it be broken up this, bands. Yeah, it can be broken up bands. You know, people okay. who are still There's with us always... or past. You know, <laughs> there's always been this world where like. I always talk about the music I want to make and which I typically make that outside of the junk mail sphere is being somewhere between what the guys in Brockhampton that we're doing and what brand new is doing okay. so back in the day. So yeah. wouldn't that be a crazy little mix? That's where I would like to sit in the middle of. So this kind of in the all hip hop world and then like yeah. super emo dramatic, like dreary shit 
but then you know yeah. both bands don't exist anymore but and then me there'd be me but also like if we could have like late 90s weezer still around that you know yeah. they'd be there um who else really fuck with dominic fight but see there's just some of this combination of all this stuff right yeah, yeah, yeah um and then who else do i really like at the moment i always go through weird kicks weird meaning not in relation to like other stuff i like because like if you would ask me this a couple months ago all i would listen to was like country folk music you know oh, so nice. maybe we could okay. put like tyler shoulders on this festival too because i like his stuff too um yeah a lot, a lot nice. of a lot of uh, stuff nice variation okay i'm gonna fire four previous guests i've had on this show and you can only keep the music of one of one of these artists okay. <laughs> okay. all right so who shall i give you? all right i'm gonna give you rise against sum 41 the menzingers mxpx you can only keep the music of one of those four artists. Fuck, that's actually really hard. Recency bias. I was listening to so much Rise Against recently. I kind of never oh, yeah. gave them their due diligence when I was a kid. Outside of like, I guess they're, what they had Prayer, the Refugee and Guitar Hero. That's how I learned about them. But oh, okay. Yeah, like, great songs. But I'm also like, damn, I was listening to Swing Life Away. Because I was just listening to Rise Against. But I think about it in Sum 41 was really formative to me Fuck, it's between those two but also i love the menzingers like i love um i don't i'm gonna see them on monday actually anymore. oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah 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 so sick Fuck. okay i have to pick some 41 just because of fat lip seems fair seems fair it. i have to do it i have to do it the rap rock is cool um <laughs> Oh, and I learned, I remember one of the first riffs I ever learned on the guitar was the Hell Song, too. So I gotta give them that. Oh, okay. But also, I used to always show off in middle school, I would play Savior, if I rise against. That was always my show-off song on the guitar. I could play both parts. I could play the rhythm and I could play the, the lead. So I would always, I have all guy. I remember impressive. like a person showing off on the guitar. I was like 14 and I was like, I'm gonna outdo you. And they're playing like American Idiot or something. And then I yeah. come up and I play Savior. I thought it was so cool. But then I instantly was like, what did I do that for? I just embarrassed myself by trying to embarrass someone else. So I learned from that moment. But anyway. <laughs> Good lesson. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite TV show? Oh, my God. Okay, right now, it's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, great but choice. I'm obsessed. I cannot stop. Like, I, I was literally just watching it. But uh, uh, what, 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 what season were you just watching? I'm a big uh, Curb guy, so, you know. Season 11. I just watched the episode where... I'm on the episode where um, Larry's dating that producer girl and she's telling him the secret. I don't know. I don't know where this one's going yet, but uh, it, it, I just started it. But yeah, it's that or I love I love just like cringe comedy stuff. So I also love Nathan for you um, in the rehearsal. Um, I actually used to another weird thing I do in COVID is I used to be obsessed with Nathan Fielder. So I would try to go to all of the places around L.A. that he pranked. And I would ask them right. about him. Okay. And I got pretty yeah, far. Yeah. But yeah, those are the two. Nathan for you or the rehearsal. But also, Better Call Saul. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. a bit of a modern classic. Ne I've never never, never gone in for that myself. I must do that yeah, sometimes. It's amazing. Um, okay. And then final question, back to music. Favorite album of all time, if you're able to pick one. I know that's... Oh, I know my that's, God. Every, anytime I ask that, I should I should really rephrase that question. Like, just what are some of your contenders for album of all time? Because everyone's okay, just like, give, I can't pick one just like that. 
I'll give a couple. First thing that comes to mind is Pinkerton. Um, I really like Your Favorite Weapon by Brand New. Um, I really like Blonde by Frank Ocean. I really like I listen. I love albums. Um, what else have I been really obsessed with recently? I've been really into swimming by Mac Miller recently too. That's like one that has really gotten me. Oh yeah. Um, I really like. I'm just. I'm thinking of things that like. I feel like this is like a hard question because like there's the ones that you like like the most, and there's the ones you actually listen to the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, why I'm like. Yeah. Uh, okay, those are my those are my choices. Cool. Yeah, nice. I think I think we can we can wrap things up there. Um, yeah, Max. Yeah, really appreciate you uh, giving me some of your time. Um, yeah. Uh, EP Seven. sounds great. Uh, yeah, I got sent in advance of the EP. I've been really enjoying it. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, I hope, I hope it does really well. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, Thank I, you. I have to say as well. I will tell you what song by you that i'm obsessed with at the minute as well like kind of in the weeks leading up to this is i'm gonna have to look it up it was it was one of the songs you released last year uh but just the melody is constantly in my head birthday no not birthday no, oh really another, yeah name another one broke? bro no not bro always never again that's it that's the one. Oh, really fucking hell love yeah. that song man the melody is yeah. so good hell yeah. hell yeah that one that was see that was original broke and always never again were in the original version of this EP. Oh, really? So it used to be, but then I ended up putting them out first, and they got replaced by Super in Love and Two AM and this song called Pudding, which is not those used to not be on the EP. It used to be a five song one with those two. So those were kind of recorded okay. at the same time. But yeah, but yeah, um, I, think, I love when people like the the underrated ones. Yeah, that well, that was just the one that just clicked with me. Just, uh, just cool. the kind of melody that I'm all about. Um, but yeah, man, thanks so much for doing this. 